What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of SSPN Post Game, a W edition of SSPN Post Game. Ethan, one twenty-one to one hundred nine. The injured Spurs, without Keldon Johnson for the second half, find a way to get a win uh, against another bottom-tier team in the Detroit Pistons. And that was kind of the first thing that I wanted to start off with, Ethan. Within like the first five minutes of this game, I was like, okay. I'm just happy to watch like an evenly matched team like for both teams it's like just go out there and play see what happens like you don't have to do something like you don't have to overcome like all this crazy stuff in order to just be competitive it was like it was nice to just see the guy plays play out there for the first time in a while to finally have a competitive game that's like (laughs) evenly matched yeah (laughs) it's it's fantastic (laughs) like I wish this was I wish both teams were good so we could actually brag about this win but because right both teams are obviously pretty pretty trash uh not can't brag too much but there's still some positives to go mm-hmm. on Jude um especially since like you said Devin was hurt and then Keldon was, didn't play in that second half only had 13 minutes total the other guys really stepped it up uh Romeo Unleashed we can just start it off with right that there. one Romeo Langford with 15 points seven for 12 tonight one for two from three-point land really overall solid game from him he finally felt aggressive again after that 0 for 7 game that he had uh, he, he kind of fell off for the game, maybe two games after that. Uh, finally back, looking aggressive, getting to the basket. Love to see that from him. Playmaking for others, too. I know I know he only had one assist, but um, I think he's getting better, you know, just kind of passing the ball, feeling more comfortable as a playmaker and as a ball handler, which is a great sign. And then defensively, we know what he is. Trey Jones is that guy. Again, Pistons. But... <laughs> 25 points, three assists, three boards, 11 for 18 tonight. He looked fantastic. Defensively, he looked really good. He only had two steals, which doesn't jump off the box score. But if you watch the game tonight, he was hounding the Pistons guards. Sean Elliott literally said during the broadcast when Dan Weiss was like, he has two steals right now. He's like, it feels like more. It does feel like more. Unfortunately, the other, the Pistons, Killian Hayes had what, seven steals? No, five, excuse me, five steals. So, I mean, that's a, that jumps off the box score, but it felt like Trey was almost doing more than that tonight. He was really terrific. And then Jakob Pertl, what, what more can you ask from Jakob? 11 points, not huge, but 16 rebounds, he 7 assists. He was doing assists, so much other three stuff tonight. Blocks. He finally felt 7 feet tall. He was right. doing everything for us tonight. And maybe silence a little bit of that Jalen Duran uh, talk. You know, we wanted to draft him. Was that, was that the primo draft, though? No, right. No, that he was, was this show. year. Yeah, because yeah. they said he was okay. the youngest player in the league. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm tripping. Anyway, a lot of people wanted to draft him. Uh, thought he was the next coming of Dwight Howard, and he's a solid player. Don't get me wrong. And I would have liked to have had him on the team, but Jakob Pertl made him look uh, not too good tonight. Um, he only had 11 points, but was minus 11 in the box score. Really didn't seem that effective um, for the Pistons tonight. Definitely uh, didn't jump out because of exactly. what Jakob did. And and the bench, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll kick it off to you because I've been talking for a while. But the bench overall played a great game, and Malachi in particular seemed a little bit more comfortable. His shots were finally falling. Only shot fifty percent, two for three from three. But he had a pull up at the end of the shot clock that was just money butter from three point land. So that's always that was a huge shot because the Pistons were starting to get some momentum at that time, and and the way that he pulled up in in Mm -hmm. I can't remember who it was, but it was in their face um, with the shot clock winding down. It was it was a big shot. And Stanley Johnson three for three from three, (laughs) looking like prime. I don't know who Reggie Miller the way he kind (laughs) of came in 
know, just like an instant spark plug, hitting uh-huh. threes all over the place, making the extra pass that got him an even more wide open three in the corner. If you watch the game, you know what I'm talking about. It was really a great classic Spurs ball movement play. Um, but a lot of positives, good defense, good aggressiveness. Uh, but again, Pistons. So take it with a grain of salt, but I will pass it on to you, Jude. How did you feel about tonight's game? Well, you know, I think it's key there that you say it is the Pistons and you take it with a grain of salt. But the flip side of that is it's like the guys are able to show a little bit more because it's an evenly matched game. So we got to see a lot of good stuff tonight. Once again, if you watched our last post game, um, we talked about the stretch coming up for the Spurs, uh, especially with Keldon Johnson's injury. Mm-hmm. there already wasn't going to be a lot of W's, but I mean, it's going to be rough. I mean, hopefully Keldon comes back next game. It didn't look too serious. And or even if it's not next game, hopefully it's like, you know, at most like a two to three game thing, but really in this stretch, it's not going to matter anyways. But the point is with, with him getting a little banged up and with Devin getting the surgery, um, you know, th- this stretch was already going to be tough, e- tough, even with both of those guys. Um, yeah. And now it's just going to be that more tougher. Um, just want to talk about that a little bit as well. Uh, Ayala mentions here, she was talking about uh, that Pop said that Devin should be back sometime after February 19th or the All-Star break yeah. um, is is what they talked about during tonight's game. So uh, they said he had a chronically sore knee. So this is the season to have a surgery for something like that. That's for sure. Um, also want to mention our man Birkin uh, Altinock Altin- uh, comment here. That missed dunk from Romeo could have been dunk of the month. I, mean, I immediately texted <laughs> Ethan during the game, and I was like, oh, I wanted that so bad. But the good news for him is he right after that, he ran the pick and roll like twice. Um, and, and, you know, I didn't know he had that in his bag, but he was taking the ball up the floor on like the next three possessions and was able to get some buckets, just taking people off the dribble and, and working in the PNR, which is something we haven't seen too much of him from. So, you know, as Sean mentioned this at the end of the game too, because of the situation that we were talking about, just playing the Pistons and because of the injuries, a lot of guys got to show their bag tonight. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, our man, David Delgado's in the comments right now. He says Malachi has been so consistent. He's just continuing to, to get more and more consistent. Um, the ball dropped a little bit more tonight and that's kind Mm -hmm. of all we've been talking about. Same spots, um, other than kind of that pull up three in that guy's face at the end of the shot clock, you know, most of it, it was kind of the same stuff we'd seen from Malachi. It was just now that, that shot is dropping. But the other thing that we got to see from him was that backdoor cut pass from Jakob. Yes. That was some other stuff that we hadn't seen. And, you know, another theme that we've been talking about on the show for a while, um, and that's going to continue to be a theme moving forward. Um, and we were talking about it before the show is Blake Wesley's probably coming, come up, uh, going to come up. Um, and that's kind of what the broadcast team alluded to at the end of the game with the waving of Gorgie Zhang and Noah Vonley, uh, to leave that, uh, open, open roster spot. And, um, it, to see Malachi have that off ball movement when Blake is about to come in and be that primary ball handler off the bench, yes. you love to see that, um, and also, you know, throughout all this time, it's like Malachi has gotten better and better every game, handling the ball as well. So the other kind of blessing in disguise, even though it hasn't been the prettiest thing at times, is that he's got to just have a little bit more of, of that, uh, some reps to show off his combo guard ability, which is really what we drafted him as. Um, obviously, he's going to be more of a two, as we've mentioned numerous times. But for him to get those reps to improve those skills as a combo guard um, was something that's been great, you know, throughout this whole um, little, uh, I guess since Blake Wesley got injured, that's, yeah. that's the way to put it. Um, another guy who had a great game tonight, I thought Jeremy Sohan had a solid game. Yes. Um, did have the five turnovers, but still 10 points, eight boards, 
two assists, a steal, and a block. Um, he took some guys off the dribble and made some good buckets tonight, switched defensively as he normally does. Um, you already mentioned Jakob. The big thing that stood out for me tonight was the passing ability. And that mm-hmm. was so huge because you had to have Trey kind of not be as much of a facilitator and be the lead scorer tonight with Devin already out and then Keldon only playing 13 minutes. Um, and the fact that Trey was able to get up to 25, still have two steals. Yes, of course, only three rebounds and three assists. But in his role tonight, it was completely different. And the fact that he was able to show that, hey, like in a situation where this happens, maybe down the line and it's a big game we need to win, like I can take people off the dribble and score. It was very reminiscent of the end of the Jazz game where he was mm-hmm. able to get those two clutch buckets um, at the end of that one, which you were at. Uh, yeah. And so to see him have 25 tonight, I, I don't know if that's a career high, but I believe it is. Um, I think it's one off. I think he had 26. Okay. Okay. Well, still, you know, one of his most high scoring games of his career. Um, I, I love to see it. I, I want to see, I kind of want to see, obviously there Trey's going to be a facilitator mainly, but just if Keldon's out for a couple games, I'd like to see kind of Trey, you know, try to get 20 on a couple more games. Maybe, you know, that's a little bit too much to ask. But, you know, I liked watching him show off his scoring ability. I'd like to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing more of it. It's the way he was scoring for me. Sorry mm-hmm. to cut you off. No, you're good. But it's so reminiscent. I know they're completely different players. One's more athletic, obviously. One is a Hall of Famer and one's a second round pick that's just playing over his head at this point in his career. But Chris Paul, fourth quarter time kind of with the Phoenix Suns last year and the year before, mm-hmm. how he was able to manipulate the pick and roll, get mid-range jumpers, mid-range floaters, anything he wants. And mm-hmm. it just seemed so effortless. And his ball handling seemed on another level tonight as well. And like you said, he didn't really need to be that facilitator because of Jakob. So he was able to get those baskets because they weren't like easy, you know, wide open layups. They were tough, contested tough layups buckets, yeah. over outstretched hands. Uh, Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Hit over Jalen Duran, and that was really impressive. A bank shot. He had a fallaway bank shot. Um, I remember in the fourth quarter yep. over. I guess I think Isaiah Stewart, maybe. Um, and those are two bigs. Yeah, I mean he, he is showing signs of a bag that we just haven't been able, we haven't seen so far. And I and I hope these injuries give him an opportunity to kind of feel that out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Right. Obviously, when those guys come back, he's going to be a facilitator, but you just yeah. never know what's going to happen during a season, especially down the line when you're trying to compete. Um, to see that from him was definitely just one game against the Pistons, but well, it wasn't his career high. So still, like just echoing what you said, to see him score w- was nice. Um, another thing I just have to talk about tonight, poor Isaiah Roby, man. Pop tried to give him some minutes, and it was just so obvious that Stanley was the better option. The thing is, is like, he wasn't even doing anything necessarily bad. It's just you have an obviously better option. Like I like, I still like having him on the team. Like I wouldn't mind bringing him back next year. Like not to yeah. be anything crazy, but like the same kind of contract. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but just, just unfortunate there with how his season has gone. Because at the beginning of the season, it looked like he was showing some promise and might get some rotation minutes. Yeah, I. I don't know. He he's a bigger uh, body than Stanley, but he plays right. he plays very perimeter. So if if we want somebody that's at that position to play very perimeter, 
so you're right. Stanley's just a better option. He's a better shooter. He's a better mm-hmm. ball handler. He's a little smaller, so he can defend a little easily. But easier. he's like also bigger because he he's weighs also, more yeah, than him. <laughs> he feels stronger in a right. in a weird way because he's such a bulky dude. So I think he's kind of caught in limbo again, which is unfortunate because that's what happened to him in OKC. Is just there was like he's good, but there's just there's there's yeah. better options right now. And and I like Roby, and I like like you said, it looked like he had some promise, but it's not looking too hot for him. And not looking hot for Kada either. Uh, That's con- true, because Kada didn't get any minutes tonight. He hasn't gotten minutes in a couple games, I think. Yeah. And the last time he did, it was like sporadic. He got like eight, kind of like how Roby got seven tonight. Um, I, I'm not sure what's going on with him. I, one of the comments in our last live was, is Kada in the doghouse? And I was like, I don't think he's in the doghouse per se. I just think he's he's a vet. And we have two younger players in Johnson and, and Roby that are at that same spot. It's come full circle for KBD, man. Like, literally, this is his role now is the role we had when he signed him. Yeah. <laughs> well, first he was a two-way, and then we signed him to a regular contract and didn't really play. And then since then, it's like he's found some minutes, and now it's like we've got, you know, we got Sohan and, and Stanley yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's finally in the role that we brought him in to, to play. Like, <laughs> it's full circle. <laughs> yeah, good for him. He's still making that money. I, I still like him right. as a leader. So, good depth player. Uh, our man David Delgado says that that J- Sohan to Jay Rich Alley was beautiful. Um, and yeah, definitely lots of good passes all around. I, I loved what we saw from Jay Rich tonight. You know, we'll, we'll see if these are the final days of Jay Rich in San Antonio. But games like tonight are the ones that, you know, why why we've just loved him since the trade last year. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I feel like the most Jay Rich moment tonight, obviously he had like the two dunks. Um, he, he had a put back the other game and then he had this, you know, behind the, like, I don't know how to describe it. Backwards, reverse. Reverse, reverse. Slam, there you go. Um, he had the reverse slam tonight. Um, but whenever I think it was Killian Hayes jumped out of bounds and threw, oh, the, ball threw the ball off, off. Him and he just started dying. I was just like, I'm so glad, like, cause I know Jay Rich got a lot of crap in Boston and obviously like his role was bigger there and they wanted him to be more because that's a championship competitive team. But I'm glad now, like when crap like that happens, like he could just lay on the floor and laugh because he's in San Antonio right now. And there's just, you know, so much less pressure. I also love the teaching moments he had to Malachi mm-hmm. when Malachi drove inside and, and hit him for that wide open uh, three. But beforehand, he was telling him to push it to Doug in the corner. A little bit of a broken play, but still made it happen. Got a wide open look. And it was like Malachi was going up to him. He's like, what did I do wrong? And he was like, no, dude, you just get passed to a wide open three. Like, great play. And then he saw Pop both, like, pull him together and give him a little talk. Like, that's the stuff, like, that Jay Rich is doing for the team right now. Um, that is invaluable because it's like, I mean, those moments for Malachi are just, you know, they're huge from a vet like him. So I'm going to, I hope it's not his last days, man. Like these games, even Doug, Doug had a solid game tonight. I know it wasn't the greatest shooting night, but that nifty reverse layup. Um, and in the second half, he was able to find his shot a little bit more, um, you know, and, and those guys were crucial tonight too, just in being veterans that, mm-hmm. you know, knew where to go and, and knew what to do in the wake of Keldon's injury. You know, that that's why you have those guys. And they've been having less minutes, so it's been nice to see them get more run. Um, we'll see if it's their final days as Spurs. But, um, yeah, the, the games like tonight make you appreciate them for sure. 
it's going to be sad if they do end up being traded. I mean, I get it from a, a front office standpoint. It's right. logical. We're rebuilding. They can they can win somewhere else. We need draft capital, all mm-hmm. that stuff. But like everything that you said, echo it times 10. They're just such great leaders, such great vets. And I think they really do enjoy being in San Antonio. That's the is, worst part. Like yeah. that. It's tough to find guys that want to be in San Antonio, especially at this point in their career. And I think that they do. I'm sure they'd like to win too. But if this were 1996, these are the guys that would hang around for the rest of their careers and be like, okay, eventually I get that we won't play, but I still want to try and be a part of this rebuild. Do you know what I mean? Like if this was a different era, but we're, we're in modern NBA and that's just not how things work, which sucks but it just is what it is. Yeah. Another comment here. Um, uh, Kieda just came back from a stomach, stomach illness or something like that. So maybe that's, I thought that um, was a while ago that, that may have been, but maybe there was another one that we missed. We could, we could, that, that may, cause that would, I mean, there has been a flu going around San Antonio area. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll look into that, but um, that could be also another reason why maybe Roby got minutes tonight because earlier in the season, it was like, you're definitely going to play KBD over him. Yeah. Um, and just with how long he's been with the Spurs. But, um, you know, we, we can get back into this game a little bit, but there was also an Austin Spurs game. So I wanted to go ahead and, and check. And had check. a nasty poster. I don't know if you saw that. I did not see that. I checked. I saw a little pull-up jumper uh, in traffic off a of pick and roll uh, early in the first quarter. Um, Everyone go look at his Instagram story. He put I'm it on gonna, his Instagram story. I'm going to have to go check that out for sure. Um, another loss for the Austin Spurs. But, you know, Ethan, it was a back-to-back against that Capital City go-go, oh, which is, you know. Dynasty. I, man, dude, I can't believe their name is that, first of all. The like, 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 what are the Wizards doing there? Like, can we, anything else? I, maybe I just am not familiar with DC. But, okay, yeah. but in, in all reality, they're 5-0. and and at the top of their they're juggernauts in the G League Eastern Conference. So mm. you know you gotta, you gotta give them the first juggernauts, the okay. dynastic go go. They are undefeated though. <laughs> okay, so them. we'll read off another great stat line from Charles Bassey. Thirty two minutes, eight for twelve, uh, twelve boards, eighteen points, two assists, two steals, and a block. Um, him doing his normal thing down there. Blake Wesley, not the greatest shooting night tonight, but that's kind of been, you know, he had, that's been his theme really in the G League. He's taken a lot of shots. Sometimes it's not efficient. Sometimes it is. He's a rookie. Uh, 13 points, four boards, two assists, two steals. So six turnovers. It, to, like when you think of Blake Wesley's play style coming out of college, obviously, you know, looked a little bit more clean in like the one game we saw him in San Antonio. Um it fits like this makes sense to me. I know some people may be like, Oh, well that's excuses. That's not a good stat line. It's like, he's a rookie. Like, and he's like kind of a, like I've made in other episodes. I'm not calling him Tony Parker, but I'm saying like in the same way that DeJounte came in and Tony came in as not supernatural playmakers um, and more scores. That's kind of what Blake Wesley is. He was the mm-hmm. main guy at Notre Dame and was their top tier scorer. So, um, he's going to get it playing in San Antonio. He's going to get the playmaking down. Um, yeah. And so an inefficient night for him. Um, but at the same time, that's kind of been the story so far in the G league for him. Uh, you love that he's taking the same amount of shots each time because that's what he should be doing. And then our man, Dom Barlow, um, not a crazy scoring night did hit one, three, got some free throws as well. But here's the thing I love to see 
11 boards with a steal mm. and a block. And that's like every game, regardless of his scoring, since the regular season um, for the Austin Spurs has started because they played the whole G League showcase and they had a little bit of preseason before then. Don Barlow wasn't really like as big of a presence on the board uh, boards, excuse me. But since they've started the G League regular season, he's averaging like at least 10 a game. I want to say like every game he's there was another one. The last one we checked, he had 14. Um, so you'll love to see him doing that and getting a steal and a block as well, because really that's what he's supposed to be. And he's a developmental player. So, you know, we'd love to see the scoring a little bit more, but that's also not really his role on the team. Um, and, and good to see him getting double digits on the boards pretty consistently. Positive things going down in Austin, Jude. Positive things going down for sure. Well, I guess we can go ahead and preview the revenge game tomorrow mm. for Romeo and Jay Rich versus Boston, but also the revenge game for Derek White. Mm. Yeah, this is going to be a bloodbath. Uh, <laughs> yeah, especially with the Kelden thing and, and Devin being out. This is going to be so bad. I would love <laughs> for it to not be one, Jude, yeah. but these, these are the Boston Celtics that are like... Look, in- yeah. No, no. Shea, no Shea Gilgis. OKC beat them by 40. We're going for 50. Man. <laughs> no way. That did happen, though. I'm it sure some happen. of you guys might have already heard this watching some other games. But if you haven't, there was a game a couple did, like I think it was two last nine, week. Two yeah, two, two or three nights ago where the Shea Gilgis, Alexander Liss, Oklahoma City Thunder beat the fully healthy Boston Celtics 150 to 111. And unfortunately for the Spurs, that was like three games too early for them because now they're not going to be caught off guard against a team like the Spurs. Yeah. Um, Bloodbath, like you said. Like I said. And it's it, is, it doesn't help that their two best defenders will be guarding, I guess, Romeo. <laughs> and <laughs> Dude, who, we're who, not going to play Kelvin. There's no way we play Kelvin on a back-to-back. Just Spurs, no way. Even if he's fine and could go 100%, we're not playing him tomorrow night because he got hurt tonight, which means they will the be court? guarding <laughs> Romeo Langford and Trey Jones. And tra- and oh, wait, well, who's our other wing? Who's going to replace Kelvin? Jay Rich or Doug or Stanley <sighs> or Malachi? Malachi might get to start because <laughs> he's that he, he's started before when Devin was out early in the season, right? Yeah, honestly, that's probably what we'll do. We'll probably go Trey, Malachi, Romeo, Sohan, Jakob. Yeah, and Sohan's gonna have to guard Jason Tatum for forty-eight minutes, <laughs> and Romeo's gonna have to guard Jalen oh. Brown. Oh, imagine if Blake gets pulled up for tomorrow. Oh, okay. yeah. And that's oh, his that first game, guy. and Derek just harasses him the whole time. He's charge like, after charge I'm after teach charge. You what pop taught me. Honestly, let's let's do it. Good teaching experience. I'm looking forward oh, to watching. No, it. that would be super fun, especially if Blake can go up against Derek. The, the mm-hmm. best part about this game is going to be the Derek tribute video. Oh yeah, I'm going to cry for sure. You're going to cry. You know what I'm looking forward to the most? What? Blake Griffin and Jeremy Sohan just really bothering each other the whole game because <laughs> they're both such like kind of jerks on the court. You oh, know, yeah. like they do like little things to bother you. Yeah. Like they're just going to be like grabbing each other's nipples the whole game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. All right. Well, you know, Sam Hauser, he's going to get exposed tomorrow. There we go. I'm looking for probably yeah. the only person in the Celtics rotation who's going to get exposed, who we have any chance of doing something to. If we so can get a poster put, yeah. on yeah. Sam Hauser, it'll be a victory. 
a victory indeed. We need one highlight. Uh, That's all we want. We need one big highlight. Oh my gosh. Well, a- any final thoughts on this Pistons game before we jump into that thing tomorrow? <laughs> Chemistry looks like it's getting better. Yep. Yep. Uh, constant improvement, really, which is the theme that we've talked about. Um, it, I forget what game exactly it was, but it, it feels like there's just been, there was like a turning point. And now it's just since we started to get a couple more wins, nothing crazy, but the, the guys are getting better. That's mm. the main thing. You saw yeah. Trey show some new stuff. You've seen Romeo show some new stuff. Um, Sohan's working through his rookie stuff. Malachi, and Malachi, Malachi is the main one. That's, that's, that's the main progression that we've loved to see. And so that's the thing to also keep in mind with Blake coming back as much as we loved like the minutes that he got. And maybe he is just a guy that comes in and is just plays up to the moment and is just like what we saw in that one game. But because it's such a small sample size, inevitably there are going to be mistakes for sure. I would expect it to probably be a little bit more like Malachi where he's not going to do anything crazy. And then, you know, by March or whatever, when we get Devin back, um, that'll probably be around when we're seeing Blake a little bit more comfortable. I would agree. But that's again, once again, the main thing we're looking forward to. We appreciate you guys. We hope you guys enjoyed today's SSPN post game. If you like today's show, don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe below. If you want to stay updated with the show or even watch it on Twitter, follow us on Twitter at SSPN on YT at Jude McLaren and at Ethan underscore Quintero. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all in the next one, and we'll see y'all later.